Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another Ask Me Anything episode. This is audio pulled from my weekly Facebook Live, which you can catch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash the Clovis culture. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps, and it means the world to me. Thank you so much. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis, and I am in the business of impacting people's lives for the better. I have helped over 500 people just like you transform their health and wellness, and I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the members-only content that Clovis has to offer, free for a full seven days. Just visit IamClovis.com slash start, S-T-A-R-T, IamClovis.com slash start. You will find some videos of yours truly, and you will find some incredible testimonies from some of my Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the unbelievable stories that these brave individuals have to tell. Stories of full-blown life transformation. 50 pounds in 8 weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 21 pounds in 19 days, 100 pounds in 6 months. You name it, I've got somebody that's done it. Check out IamClovis.com start and get started with your free trial today. If you'd like to check out my physical products, including the Perfect Paleo Powder, just head over to IamClovis.com. Use promo code PERFECTPODCAST. Again, PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, at checkout, and you will receive 10% off your entire first order at IamClovis.com. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Uh, Justin Nall here. Welcome to my first ever Facebook Live uh, Ask Me Anything. So we're going to talk about uh, the ketogenic diet. We're going to talk about cholesterol. We'll talk about intermittent fasting. We'll talk about lifestyle changes. So the ketogenic diet has a ton of misconceptions around it. And I kind of blame podcasters, honestly, because there's a lot of guys, um, you know, Joe Rogan, Brendan Schaub, all these really, really popular podcasters who, who I like. I'm fans of theirs. I like them. I like everything they're doing. But they talk about the ketogenic diet as if they're doing it when they're really just following a low-carbohydrate diet. So let's talk about the difference between one, keto and paleo. I own a paleo nutrition company. Um, yeah, let me start by saying that too. For people who don't know me, my name is Justin Nault and I am the founder of the Clovis Culture and I invented all of the formulas for the perfect paleo powder. Um, I'm also a certified nutritional therapist I'm a certified specialist in sports nutrition. Um, I've worked with dozens and dozens of clients with nutrition and fitness uh, in a one-on-one setting. I work with professional athletes, uh, MMA fighters, that kind of thing. So I build custom plans for people who want to improve their lives in one way or another uh, based on their goals. So that's it. We'll get credentials out of the way. All that nonsense. I don't really care much about credentials. Some people do. So cool. That's how I can tell you some advice, right? So keto versus paleo. I eat a strict paleo diet. I have for five or six years. Um, Paleo being you're just removing unprocessed foods, you don't have soy, you don't have any grains, you don't have dairy, and paleo doesn't actually limit carbohydrates or sugar. That's the big difference, is paleo is not automatically keto, and keto is not automatically paleo. So let's kind of break that down, right? I believe that you should eat a paleo-friendly diet. 
Where keto and I differ is keto does allow dairy because dairy is very high fat and it works well for a ketogenic diet. So people compare the ketogenic diet to Atkins. So let's dive into that as well. Low carb is not the same as ketogenic. You are not ketogenic unless you are in a state of ketosis. Now in the beginning, it's going to be difficult to do that because an average person, average American eats about anywhere from 300 to 600 grams of carbohydrates in a day literally three to 600. It's the biggest macronutrient in America, period. So you're talking three to 600 grams of carbohydrates. If I were to put you on a strict ketogenic protocol, I would have you at 30 grams or less, uh, male or female. 30 grams or less, females probably 30 grams or less, males I might even take you to 20 grams or less. Um, so I mean, you're talking 10 to 20 times less carbohydrates than an average American eats. This is not a low carbohydrate diet. A low carbohydrate diet is anything 100 grams net carbs and below. So if you don't know what a net carbohydrate is, you take total carbohydrates on Nutrition Facts. Just below it, you're going to see dietary fiber. Take total carbs minus dietary fiber, you end up with net carbohydrates. These are usable carbohydrates. Your body can't digest fiber, so it doesn't count. Um, there's a long story there. Your gut bacteria does digest it, but your gut bacteria is not a part of you because the inside of your stomach is actually outside of you. Mind blown, right? It's crazy. Think of a tunnel going through water. You're not in the water, you're in the tunnel. So anything in your digestive system is not actually in your body until your body allows it to pass into your bloodstream. Then it's in your body, right? So your bacteria digest fiber. Net carbohydrates, total carbs, minus dietary fiber, total net carbohydrates. I'm gonna have you under 30, maybe under 20. A low carbohydrate diet is anything under 100. Now to be clear, you can eat a diet that has less than 100 grams net carbohydrates and you probably will lose fat especially if you were eating three to 600 grams of carbohydrates. So that, this all or nothing approach where people are like, man, I need to go and eat no carbohydrates at all because I'm keto and you were eating 600 grams of carbs, good luck, you're gonna fail. I'm, I'm just telling, that's what it is. I, I deal with people every single day. The compliance rate is incredibly low when you make a massive jump like that. So if you don't need to lose 20 pounds in two weeks, which I do with people on a regular basis, you know, I'm gonna cut 11 pounds off of an MMA fighter next week. I'll probably do it in three days. So it, it's incredibly easy to cut weight off of people if you're willing to be very, very strict, but it's not fun. That's the difference. So if we're talking about lifestyle change, it has to be sustainable, right? So if you're eating 300 grams of carbs, switch to 100 grams of net carbs and see how you feel right? And just take it from there. So that's keto versus low carb. Low carb, I recommend a low carb paleo diet. No soy, no dairy, no gluten, no grains, no beans. Go strict paleo. Take it under 100 grams net carbohydrates. See how you feel, right? A ketogenic diet is used in my practice. I use it therapeutically. If you're dealing with an autoimmune disease or leaky gut or some real serious problem, then I think you should do a ketogenic diet. Ketogenic diet has been proven to help um, epilepsy in children. It's been proven to help Alzheimer's. It's been proven to help cancer. There's a great book. Um, check out the book called Tripping Over the Truth, The Metabolic Approach to Cancer, which is absolutely mind-blowing how, I mean, you can essentially beat cancer just through the ketogenic diet. And this is proven over and over and over and over, but doctors aren't allowed to say it to you because of bureaucracy. It's horseshit, but whatever. So anyway... That is ketosis. Now, you get into a state of ketosis when your body is burning fat for fuel, but your body can't burn fat directly. It has to convert fat into something called ketones, which is why you see a lot of companies now selling exogenous ketones. If you think you're gonna buy exogenous ketones, shove your body into ketosis and burn fat, it's not gonna happen. You're gonna burn the ketones, 
the ketones will be in your bloodstream. So if you prick your finger and you take a blood strip and see what your ketone levels are at, your ketone levels are going to be jacked because you just drank a bunch of ketones. You're not taking your body fat, converting it into ketones and burning it. You're wasting your money. I hate saying that because I know founders of companies that sell ketones and they're great people and they're trying to help people and their products are actually awesome if used correctly. I use them with athletes a lot. Um, when you first go keto, you're going to hit what's called the keto flu. You're going to detox from carbohydrates. All carbohydrates are sugar. So this is one thing that I want to clear up real quick about the ketogenic diet. I had somebody talk to me about how they were eating keto the ketogenic diet. They were like, oh yes, I'm in ketosis and I only eat chicken and brown rice. So my eyeballs kind of popped out of my head and I said, you're literally 50% of your diet is carbohydrates. What are you talking about? You're in ketosis, but people don't know. They think that there's, there's healthy carbs and then there's unhealthy carbs, right? All carbohydrates are sugar, all of them. Eventually, at some point throughout the digestive process, they are going to be converted to glucose and pushed out into your bloodstream. Now glucose is gonna fuel muscle cells, it's gonna fuel fat cells as well. Sugar makes you fat. Fat doesn't make you fat. Now we're gonna get there, but I need to break this down with, with the ketogenic diet. Ketogenic diet, you can't just cut carbs and say I'm keto, right? When you, if you wanna get into a state of ketosis, you have to cut carbohydrates, yes. Like I said, you wanna be under 30, maybe even 20 for guys, net carbohydrates per day. The other thing that you have to do is, there's two sources of energy, right? So you have carbohydrates and you have fat. These are the two things that your body can burn for fuel. Now, if you have them at an even playing field and you just go whoosh and drop all your carbs, your body is gonna have a severe lack of energy and what it's gonna do is gonna start breaking down its own muscle tissue in a process called gluconeogenesis. And it's gonna break down your muscle tissue to create glucose that it can burn. So what you have to do is if you're dropping the carbohydrate content, you have to up the fatty acid content. Now I'm talking healthy fats, you know, like uh, polyunsaturated fats, monounsaturated fats, you're talking about avocados, coconut oil, grass-fed butter, grass-fed beef. Grass-fed butter is the only exception I make to dairy. There's no lactose in it. It's long story, we won't get into all that, right? But if you're lowering your carbohydrates, you have to up your healthy fats. You have no choice or your body's just not gonna work properly. That's where people get screwed up. They say, I'm keto, I eat almost no carbohydrates, and you find out they're eating 30 grams of fat a day. Like for me, if I'm, if I'm ketogenic, I'm eating somewhere between 150 to 160 grams of fat a day. You're talking 70, 80, 90% of your entire daily caloric intake is fatty acids. It's difficult to do, it's, it's not fun, you know? So you have to watch your protein intake as well because of gluconeogenesis, so you have to limit protein mildly, I'd say maybe 20 to 30% of your daily calories. Your carbohydrates are gonna be under 10% of your daily calories and your fat's gonna be skyrocketed 70, 80, 90% of your daily calories. It's pretty tough to do. And you really don't know if you're in ketosis unless you're pricking your finger and doing a blood draw. Uh, there's a company called Keto Mojo. Keto Mojo has gotten this to the point where you can do it for a little over a dollar a day, I think. Um, but if you're using Precision Extra, I used Precision Extra when I was doing, I was in nutritional ketosis for like two months or something, it was crazy. I was doing blood draws every single day. So people go get the pee sticks. The pee sticks are completely ineffective after three or four weeks. Once your body starts, you, the pee sticks only measure extra ketones that you don't need that your body's flushing out. So it's kind of useless, honestly. Um, so unless you're pricking your blood, you don't know if you're in ketosis, you don't know if you're on a ketogenic diet. Really, that's all there is to it. So it's a little tricky. So. I'm gonna give you my best resources for this. The first guy that I would look up is a friend of mine. His name's Rob Wolf, R-O-B-B-W-O-L-F. 
Now, any resources that I give you during this little session, I'm gonna put them in the comments section. So if you share this to your page or anything after the fact, we can give you links to all these things. Um, Rob Wolf has a keto masterclass. Keto, K-E-T-O, masterclass. I'll give you a link if you just look up Rob Wolf Keto Masterclass. That's probably the best resource that I can give you because Rob is freaking brilliant. Uh, he's a mastermind in everything, including jujitsu, and beats me up, and it's unfair. But <laughs> anyway, so check out uh, Rob Wolf's Keto Masterclass. It's fantastic. He also will break down the importance of electrolytes, which a lot of people miss in a ketogenic diet. Uh, the other one is Mark Sisson. Just came out with a book called The Keto Reset. So um, check out the Keto Reset, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, Mark has a lot of stuff really geared towards runners. So if you're a distance runner, um, this will explain how you can literally change your life by coming fat, be, becoming fat adapted. My fighter, my MMA fighter, um, man, she felt like shit the first week and I gave her exogenous ketones to help her get through it just to feel a little bit better. And a week later, she's coming back to me telling me, no matter what my coaches do, they can't make me tired, literally. I'm running 10 miles, I'm running sprints uphill, I'm rolling three times a day, I'm doing strength and resistance training, and just feeling great. You will reach the tipping point. That's, that's another big problem with the ketogenic diet. People don't give it enough time. They're like, I was keto for five days, and I felt crappy, and that Justin guy is full of shit. <laughs> that's what happens. It's just, no, man, you're just, you're kind of being lazy. Kind of being lazy, right? I don't know. That's tough. That's something that I have my approach working with clients. It's like, man, if you don't want to do it, I tell you, then move on, find somebody else. Sorry, I'm not the guy for you. I'm not a motivational speaker. You know, I'm just trying to tell you what works. So Rob Wolf, Keto Masterclass, Mark Sisson, the Keto Reset. Like I said, you're going to eat a lot of fat in the ketogenic diet. So this brings me to my next most asked question leading up to this AMA, and that is cholesterol. Cholesterol is completely misunderstood. Um, in the U.S. today, there are still people who think that fat causes heart disease. People still think that. That's real stuff, for real. So anyway, uh, here's what happens, right? So you have, you have doctors, you have nutritionists, you have personal trainers. Personal trainers especially are like the worst for this. Um, where let's say you've been a personal trainer for 10 years, right? So you got your certification in 2008. So that means the textbooks that you read, the science probably came from the early 90s, if not the 80s. So textbooks are usually 15 years behind cutting edge science. This is a fact, 10 to 15 years behind easily, right? So if you're studying nutrition sciences or you're taking advice from somebody who got their degree in nutrition sciences a decade ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago, ex I mean, we have exponential growth in technology. Everybody knows this. So taking advice, nutrition advice, from decades past is literally the equivalent of saying, I'm gonna send a picture message with a rotary phone. I'm gonna pick up the receiver, take a selfie, and then I'm gonna send this picture to my mom with my rotary phone, right? That's what happened if you're, if you're trying to look up nutrition studies from the 1960s, the 1970s, and 1980s. We couldn't even look at a human cell under a microscope till the 70s. Don't quote me on that. Some, I don't remember what year in the 70s, but I mean, there are people really, this the whole food pyramid and all that stuff, that, this is science from the 1950s, the 1960s, science that's been proven and debunked time and time and time again. If you're not looking at nutrition science of the last five years, just don't, don't enter the nutrition space and give people advice. Don't do it. So if you share this and you have a personal trainer out there, personal trainer, read a book, read nutrition studies, go to PubMed, read the studies from the last five years on cholesterol, please. If you have a doctor, 
a nutritional therapist, a personal trainer, anyone who tells you eat less fat because it's healthy, fire them now. Fire them, find somebody new. So here's the difference in cholesterol. The cholesterol that clogs your arteries and is scary and gives people heart attacks and blah, 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 it is cholesterol. They are lipids, they're fatty acids in your system, but they are not ingested. So I'm gonna say this twice so you grasp it. You cannot ingest the cholesterol that clogs your arteries and causes heart attacks. You can't ingest it. That cholesterol is not ingested. There are multiple types of cholesterols. There's HDL, there's LDL, there's VLDL. There's all these different lipoproteins that are different sizes, right? Now, where the bad cholesterol that causes heart disease comes from, it's actually created in your liver from glucose. Glucose is carbohydrates. Um, the most notorious for this is fruit. Fructose, right? So you have high fructose corn syrup. Don't, it's poison. Don't, Coca-Cola has high fructose corn syrup. Don't drink that, right? High fructose. The fructose portion of that is molecularly identical to the fructose that you find in fruit. Fructose literally means fruit sugar, right? So you will get heart disease faster by eating fruit than you will by eating red meat. I don't care what the What the Health documentary on Netflix told you. <laughs> That's a, it's a vegan propaganda film. You can look it up, easily debunked, right? So you can't ingest bad cholesterol. There's a process called lipogenesis. Lipo, fat, genesis, creation, or new. So the creation of new fat. Now, lipogenesis is the creation of new fat from molecules that are not fatty acids, other than fatty acids namely glucose. So fructose, fruit sugar, is processed directly in the liver. It's the only one that goes directly to the liver. There's glucose, fructose. Fructose just shoots directly to the liver and is processed there. Your liver can handle like 60 grams of fructose before it starts pushing it out into your bloodstream as VLDL, very low density lipoprotein. This is the most dangerous cholesterol particle known to man. This is the one that creates foam cells, sticks to the lining of your arteries and little cracks, causes heart disease. This is a sugar issue, okay? Red meat does not cause cholesterol in your arteries. It doesn't, it doesn't clog your arteries, it just doesn't. If you can find me scientific data that backs that up, sure, send it to me. But the problem is you're running studies that are correlation versus causation. So most of the studies that show any connection between red meat and heart disease, it's correlation because these are survey studies. So at the end of the week, someone's saying, on Monday, I ate this, and on Tuesday, I ate this, and on Wednesday, I ate that. I can't remember what I had for lunch two days ago. You know what I mean? It's an insane way to do science. It's ridiculous. So it's just correlation. There is no causation. The causation of cholesterol is too many carbohydrates. Any I have spent time just outside of Duke University in Raleigh with a guy named Dr. William Cromwell. I spent five hours with him in person. He is one of the top five cholesterol experts alive on planet Earth today. And he told me clearly, 10% of your calories or less should come from carbohydrates. Nothing more. You do not need carbohydrates to exercise. A lot of people think that, well, I can't work out if I don't have carbohydrates. Simply not true. You don't need them. There are, there are three macronutrients. Fat, protein, carbohydrates. The only non-essential macronutrient is carbohydrates. You can remove carbohydrates, live a long, happy life. Never eat a single gram of carbohydrate again, live to be 100, right? Fat and protein are essential, you die without them. So this is another misconception about cholesterol. Cholesterol is required for every single function in every single cell in your entire body. So without cholesterol, you can't blink, 
You can't smile, you can't drive a car, you can't kiss your significant other, you can't do anything. Without cholesterol, you die. <laughs> it's that simple, right? So you die without cholesterol. Cholesterol is also responsible for at night while you sleep. It creates all steroidal, steroid hormones, right? So testosterone being one for guys, like if guys think they have low T, I'm gonna go to a low T center, whatever, man, just start eating some red meat, really, just, just up your cholesterol intake. Um, that's the good cholesterol, HDL, high density lipoproteins, the kind you need for everything to function, shuttles cholesterol. And that's the other thing, cholesterol particles are different than cholesterol, but that's gonna get real sciencey. We'll save that for another AMA, another time. Um, so outside of cholesterol, so we touched on number one, the ketogenic diet. Um, we touched on number two, which is cholesterol, which is very interesting. And the other thing that people really wanna know about, it seems, is intermittent fasting. Um, intermittent fasting has become like a crave, man. There are so crave, craze, crave. Mm. There are so many people doing intermittent fasting. I hear about it all the time. Um, I've experimented with it with, with really good results. Um, again, with intermittent fasting, there is a issue with length of time and compliance and sustainability in the long term. So the issue with the long term is intermittent fasting can be pretty difficult because if you Google intermittent fasting, you're going to find probably the bodybuilding approach is, is the most popular. And that is a 16-8 split, right? Yeah, 16-8. So that is you fast for 16 hours and you eat all of your calories within an eight-hour window. That's pretty tough to do. It really is. So, I mean, literally, there's only eight hours of the day that you can cram in all your calories. And the other issue that I see with this is people don't eat enough, right? Calories are important. Um, all your macronutrients are important. You need food, especially if your goal, like if you're trying to build muscle or something, like you absolutely need to eat all of your calories. You can't miss out on that. You don't want to starve yourself. So the, the 8-16 split is pretty difficult. So instead of intermittent fasting, what I find to be fantastic is something called time-restricted eating. It's also known as TRE time-restricted eating, right? Time-restricted eating is like intermittent fasting, but a little bit different. So it's basically, instead of looking at the amount of time you're fasting, you're simply looking at the amount of time that you're eating. So what they found for, for maximum benefit, like to start getting benefits, is about a 13-hour fast. So you're eating all your, all your um, calories in an 11 or a 10 hour window, which I mean, you'd be surprised 10 to 11 hours, that extra two or three hours of eating time makes things much more manageable. Um, if you want more information on time restricted eating, then I suggest you look up a woman named Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Um, Rhonda Patrick is fantastic. Uh, my company Clovis Culture supports her Patreon monthly. So I have the honor of talking to her on a personal basis and we've discussed cholesterol and all sorts of things. She is, she's fantastic. So look up Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Um, all of her social media is at foundmyfitness. I will tag her um, in this so you can check her out. But she does podcasts and all sorts of work with time-restricted eating. And time-restricted eating just has, I mean, fantastic benefits across the board. Um, so I'd, I'd suggest toying with that. Maybe try, you know, an 11-hour um, time-restricted eating window. Eat all your calories in, in 11 hours. Now, the other thing with time-restricted eating is because the fast is not as long as like a 16-hour fast. Um, I would try time-restricted eating, but remember the fasting time, you're talking straight water fast. So there's a lot of people that will use things like black coffee or electrolytes uh, with an intermittent fast where they wake up in the morning, they'll drink black coffee or maybe add some pink Himalayan sea salt to a glass of water, drink that, electrolytes. That's all fine. Um, 
Rhonda explains that the black coffee really does activate digestive enzymes, which can hinder the, the metabolic process of fasting. So there may be slightly less benefit. I don't know if it's 90%, if you're getting 90% of benefits or 80% of the benefits, I'm not really sure. But just keep in mind, if you're practicing time-restricted eating and the fasting window is shorter, then try to make it a strict water fast. Uh, it's tough, it's tough for me too. I, I love coffee, I'm a complete coffee addict. Um, but yeah, check out Time Restricted Eating. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll tag uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. But if you're looking for fat loss, so you think about the things we touched about, it, uh, touched on is the ketogenic diet, cholesterol, and intermittent fasting. If you can take like a low-carb paleo approach, which remember, low-carb paleo, I'm talking less than 100 grams net carbohydrates. It's not ketogenic. If you take a low-carbohydrate paleo approach and you combine that with something like time-restricted eating, then you are going to lose fat very, very quickly. If you combine a ketogenic diet and time-restricted eating, it's insane. So I've done uh, a rapid fat loss protocol with many, many people. And the average weight loss in 14 days is about 15 pounds. So, I mean, I'm talking, you can cut a pound of fat a day off yourself very, very quickly. And the more weight you have to lose, the faster you're going to lose weight. So if you're obese or you're feeling helpless or anything like that, and, you, and, and you're willing to just say, you know, the next four weeks, I'm going to be strict as hell. I'm going to combine a ketogenic diet with time-restricted eating or straight-up intermittent fasting. Um, hit me up if you want to do that, by the way. Uh, leave me a message or a comment or something, and I can give you a protocol to do that. You will drop weight so fast. It's, it's staggering. And it, actually, your body wants the weight off, so you don't have to worry about things like stretch marks or loose skin or anything like that. You only get loose skin and stretch marks if you're losing weight in a very, very unhealthy way. If you're doing this in a, in a, a if you're just, it's biochemistry. If, you, if you're doing it correctly, you're giving the body what it needs to heal itself, you can drop a crazy amount of weight, you're not gonna have stretch marks, you're not gonna have loose skin. But if you sit there and go, I'm gonna eat 600 calories a day and starve my body, you got no chance. You have absolutely no chance. Um, but remember, these things, they're somewhat strict. Low carb paleo is the most sustainable, for sure. Um, ketogenic diet, pretty difficult, not necessarily for everybody. Um, intermittent fasting, pretty difficult. Time restricted eating, more sustainable, okay? so. Let's talk about lifestyle change. Let's get into that. So we have the ketogenic diet, cholesterol, intermittent fasting, and now we get to the part of lifestyle change. Lifestyle change is gonna be the hardest part of this talk because I'm really big on self-discipline. I'm really big on not making excuses. I'm really big on not listening to societal pressures. So um, the way that I feel in general, this is kind of a mindset approach, right? So if I want to take advice from somebody, I'm gonna take advice from the 1%. I'm not gonna take advice from the 99%, it's just not the way I operate. So what happens when you try to make a lifestyle change, right? Let's talk about this because I've been going through this for six years now. When you make a lifestyle change, especially if you become a certified nutritional therapist, which is something that I have done, anytime you sit down at a table where there is food involved with anybody, especially your family, they are gonna tell you how wrong you are. They're gonna tell you what they read. They're gonna tell you what they saw on Facebook. They're gonna tell you what their sister's sister's mother said. They're gonna tell you all this crazy horseshit that they have no evidence of, right? They're gonna beat you down. It is much more difficult to be healthy with your nutrition in American society than it is to be unhealthy with your nutrition. It's way easier, trust me. If you're eating like shit like everybody else, you have an easier time. No one's gonna bust your balls about that. Right? I, get, I catch hell all the time for the way I eat. It's very, very difficult. So 
Don't listen to your grandma. Don't listen to your auntie Sue. Don't listen to whoever is giving you nutrition advice. This is why lifestyle changes are so different, are so difficult. I call them societal pressures, right? You need to be willing to ignore societal pressures. You need to be willing to say, hey, I hear you, thanks, I get it, I'm gonna do my thing, you do yours. This is a decision that you make. So with health, if you're not at a point where you're fed up, significant lifestyle change might be difficult. You have to be willing to just say, no, I'm done with this, which is why I tell people right out of the gate who, who wanna work with me, I say, listen, I don't care what you look like naked, I care if you outlive your parents. Would you like to outlive your parents? That's it, I'm never gonna see you naked, I don't care about this, right? I don't care if you want abs, don't care at all, you know? This is, it's really tricky because you have to get into the right mindset if you're doing this for health, if you have kids, if you have twins, worry about those twins. What's mommy gonna be like when those twins are 30 and now they have grandkids that grandma can't play with? You see what I'm saying? The bikinis don't matter to me. It's, that's, that's the biggest thing. So the other issue that I see with lifestyle changes is what I call celebrity copycats. You go out, I get this all the time from, from dudes, CrossFit dudes. CrossFit dudes are the best. I'm not being sarcastic at all, right? So CrossFit dudes come to me and they want to have cheat days. Well, I have a cheat day. Yeah, I'm, I'm clean you know, most of the week and then I have a massive cheat day. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I don't do cheat days, man. They get upset. They actually get upset. They're like, have you seen The Rock? The Rock eats seven large pizzas on Sunday and a plate full of brownies. Like, okay, when you are a six foot six Samoan, that's 260 pounds of solid muscle, you can eat seven pizzas and brownies. But when you're a 150 pound white dude in skinny jeans, you don't get, tell me that you're gonna do the rock cheat day. You just, you just don't get to do it. So lifestyle changes, let's talk about how to actually do them. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing people, I know, I get it. But lifestyle changes, you have to remember, it's, it's like low carb paleo versus ketogenic. It's the all or nothing approach. So if you're eating the standard amount of carbohydrates, three to 600 grams of net carbohydrates a day, don't jump to 20 net carbohydrates and be like, this is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna do this forever. That's like a New Year's resolution where you're like, I'm gonna start working out. So you go to the gym for the first week, two hours a day, six days a week, and then you can't walk and you quit and you never do it again, right? It's the same thing with nutrition. So take this in bite-sized chunks, right? If we say, maybe you just go paleo and don't restrict carbohydrates. Let's start with that. Throw a little fruit in there, some sweet potatoes, whatever you want for carbohydrates, and then gradually pull it back. Maybe you're eating a paleo diet and you're eating 200 grams of carbs, then you get to 150, then you get to 100, then you get to 75. Work your way down. This is a lifelong goal. You see, if, if you're going for lifestyle change, it has to be lifelong. It's not, it's crazy to say, I'm gonna go ketogenic for four weeks and then I'm gonna reward myself with cheesecake. It's, why would you do that to yourself? It, it just doesn't make sense and it's not sustainable. So we're trying to find ways to be sustainable. And the way that you do this is you have to start making small decisions in all aspects of life. I'll give you a weird example. Um, I take an ice cold shower every single morning. It's the first thing I do. And it sucks. Every time it sucks. It's horrible. When it's 11 degrees outside and I take the cold knob, I got old school two knobs, I just do the cold knob and I stand under that bitch and I freeze my butt off, it's horrible. But I do it every single day, why? Because one, when you're done, you feel fantastic. You feel like you drank a cup of coffee. But it's always, it's always terrible. But because I've made a decision that this is something that I'm gonna do. So if I'm working that day as an entrepreneur and some silly issue comes up, it's empowering when you have decided to do something and you do it every day. Consistency is key. 
So if you say, I'm not gonna eat 300 grams of carbohydrates today, I'm gonna eat 200 grams of carbohydrates, and you do that, and you do that for seven days straight, and you feel pretty good about it, and then the next week, you're gonna say, now I'm gonna eat a little less carbohydrates, right? It's just the consistency of making positive decisions all the time, because you don't become, I get this question a lot, right? People like to tease um, overweight people. I don't, it, it bothers the hell out of me when people do, because they say, this person's 300 pounds. You would have thought that at 200 pounds, they would have thought, oh man, I better get a handle on this, right? But it's, it doesn't, you see yourself in the mirror every day. It's slow, incremental changes. Okay, I'm at work today and this person brought donuts. I'm gonna eat one donut. Then two weeks later, that person brings donuts again. I'm gonna eat a donut and a half. I'm gonna eat two donuts. Then I'm gonna skip the gym today. Then, you know, I bought some groceries that I should go home and cook, but they kept me two hours late at work. I'm gonna grab Wendy's this time. Those little small decisions add up. That's the issue. So you can either make good decisions all the time or you can make bad decisions all the time. It's going to be one or the other. That's the thing. I, I run into people that tell me that they eat perfectly. I'm like, okay, what was Monday like? Well, Monday, someone brought something to the office and I had some, that's different. Okay, what was Tuesday like? Well, Tuesday morning, you know, the kids had trouble getting to school, so I just grabbed a bagel. And okay, what was Wednesday like? Wednesday, I ate a salmon salad. Bam, I eat healthy all the time. I'm like. So it's tough. It's not their fault. It's, I understand. Life happens. It's, it's very tough. But you have to make the decision. So that's the, the biggest thing with lifestyle design. It, that's what I call is lifestyle design. Designing the lifestyle that you want for yourself. It's a decision that you have to make, right? If you want to start meditating, don't start meditating for an hour a day. You're not going to do that. Do 10 minutes every day for 10 days straight and do not skip it no matter what, start there. If you wanna read every day, read for 20 minutes a day. Don't read a novel or say I'm gonna read three books a week, right? The same with nutrition, just start making better choices. You have the rest of your life to get healthy, right? Unless you're in some dire consequence where, it, it, I don't even know, I don't even wanna get into that because that gets wonky with curing diseases with nutrition, we're not allowed to talk about that stuff. So. I think what I'm going to do now is, since I've gone through the ketogenic diet crash course, we talked about cholesterol, we talked about intermittent fasting, we've talked about lifestyle change, um, so I'm just looking at my notes over here. What I'll probably do, we're about 35 minutes into this, so um, I might wrap it up here soon, but what I'd like to do is some actual Q&A. Um, first and foremost, again, if you enjoyed this, um, like it, share it, uh, click those little crazy emoji things. I don't know what else to do. I need to be better at this. Um, leave me comments what you liked, what you didn't like. I'm also going to take all the resources that I did name, like the Rob Wolf Keto Masterclass, Mark Sisson, um, the Keto Reset. We talked about Dr. Rhonda Patrick. We talked about Keto Mojo. All these things, any um, recommendations that I gave, I will put in the comments. So I'll give you direct URLs to those. Um, also, let me know when you would like to see me do these things. I think I'm gonna do every Wednesday. Um, at 6 p.m. Central, but I might do two a week. Maybe I'll do two a week. Depends on, on how many questions I get. So all throughout the week, I'd like to have people send me as many questions as they can think of. Just send me anything. Be it Facebook message, via the Clovis page, Justin Nault pages. If you know me well, text me. Um, don't be upset if I don't respond. The reason why I'm doing these AMAs is because I don't have time to respond to everyone anymore. Let's talk questions. So we have one right here, Courtney. Hey Courtney, how are you? Um, can I have dairy on keto diet? Yes, you absolutely can. Um, so I explained this in the beginning that uh, ketogenic does not mean paleo. 
Paleo does not mean ketogenic. Paleo does not restrict carbohydrates. Ketogenic does restrict carbohydrates. So, and, and paleo says no dairy. Keto, dairy is allowed. So be careful, right? Um, grass-fed butter, fantastic. Uh, I think grass-fed butter should be considered paleo as well. There's no lactose in it. Um, grass-fed butter, Kerrygold is a great brand, but there are some other brands that are popping up everywhere. Um, be careful with dairy because a lot of dairy comes from feedlot cattle. So remember, antibiotics, hormones, all the really crappy things that you don't want to eat, those are fat soluble. They're stored in the fat of the animal. So that's the real difference between feedlot cattle and 100% grass-fed cattle is all the toxins in their diets, it's stored in their fat. So you don't want to eat, don't go get like Cracker Barrel cheese at Kroger. Just don't do it. Um, you can get grass-fed cheese. The other thing you can do is sheep's milk cheese or goat milk cheese. And we it's all milk. It's no, you will not notice a difference in taste. I'm telling you, it's not gross. Um, so yes, you can have dairy um, on a ketogenic diet. So can't wait to order pre and post workout. Thank you. That's awesome. Please do that. Um, here's what I'll do for you guys that are here. Um, don't share this because, well, yeah, let's just go for it. Let's do, use promo code Justin10. Bam. There you go. It'll give you some some money off of your uh, off your purchase. Let's go ahead and do that. Clovisculture.com. Use promo code Justin10. You'll save some money because I love you guys for being here. Thank you so much. Um, so there was another question from uh, that we saw. Uh, it was earlier. Red meat, right? Uh, different types of red meat. So yes, uh, I mean, I guess there are different types of red meat. This is where you get into the um, scientific studies that are horseshit, the causation versus, versus correlation, where they're like, red meat causes cancer, right? Well, if you're studying Oscar Mayer salami or, or bacon or something like that, yeah, you're gonna run into some serious problems. If, if you're having red meat from 100% grass-fed, like I get my grass-fed beef from a farm here called Tennessee Grass-Fed. Um, so if you're in Tennessee, Tennessee Grass-Fed is in Clarksville. They're amazing, they deliver to Nashville twice a week. Um, so I get a whole freezer. I buy a quarter of a cow at a time. My family splits it up. You get fillets, you get ground beef, you get everything. So 100% grass-fed beef. Um, that's what you're going to want to stick with if you're going with red meat. Either that or wild game. Uh, we're in Tennessee. A lot of people hunt. I have some game meat in my freezer at the risk of getting politically correct people mad at me. I have a lot of meat that I have procured myself <laughs> that I eat, so I know exactly where it comes from. Um, that's the thing. You just have to be careful with, with quality because where I agree with people on the red meat issue is you don't want to eat red meat from feedlot cattle. You really don't want to. Um, the grain fed versus grass fed debate again comes in the fatty acids. The fatty acid profile is completely different. It's loaded with toxins, um, hormones, antibiotics, anything that they're injecting in the cow is stored in the fat of the animal. It's fat soluble. So if you take like a big juicy feedlot ribeye steak, that's all marbled and pretty, the you're, you're taking in a lot of hormones. The same actually goes for non-red meat, like chicken. Um, an average like Purdue chicken breast has about five doses of your average birth control uh, in terms of estrogen. It's pretty gross, right? Literally one chicken breast can contain as much as five doses of birth control in estrogen. So you're getting some serious hormones put in your body. It's really, really horrible. Um, so what else we got? You guys have any questions? I'm gonna watch this little comment thread here. There's 16 of you, 17 of you. Oh my God, this is crazy. This is like like playing a gig or something. So if you have any questions, ask them. Whoa, hey, Jackie's excited. Hi, Jackie. Okay, um, ketogenic diet, cholesterol, intermittent fasting, lifestyle change. Do you guys have any questions about that or do you have any questions about anything else? Okay, uh, is fat-free cheese okay? Isn't it higher in protein? Yes, of course. Um, but why does that matter? 
right? So what we also talked about with the ketogenic diet and paleo and all these things, fat is your friend. Fat is very good for you. So if you're going to use dairy products, go full fat. This goes for milk as well, whole milk. If you can get raw milk, it's actually illegal to sell. You got to get it from a, like a farm that we know the farmer or something. Whole milk, go with whole milk. Don't go with skim milk. It's, it's just stripping all the nutrients out of this. It's, it, dairy, in my, if it's feedlot dairy, you don't want to eat it at all. Um, if you're going to eat dairy, go with full fat. Always, always, always go with full fat. You, fat free, you should take the words fat free out of your vocabulary unless you want to die young. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Unless you want to die young, remove the words fat free from your diet. Okay, awesome, cool. Uh, tell me about cashews and turkey bacon. Okay, turkey bacon, no. Cashews, maybe, it depends. You need to run experiments on yourself, right? If you eat cashews and you have any stomach issues, which, which you might because they are a source of lectins. Um, le almonds, cashews, a lot of these really popular nuts, they have lectins and lectins stick to the lining of your gut and they deteriorate the lining of your gut. The lining of your gut is only one cell thick. So this is the way it works. This is your gut lining, right? And there are tiny little cracks here, boop, and they're supposed to let nutrients into your bloodstream. Now, lectins disguise themselves because they look just like healthy proteins. So they stick to the lining of your gut on the inside and they wedge it open. Whoop. Now all of a sudden you have this. This is called leaky gut syndrome, where you have a permeable cut, uh, gut lining, right? So now you have full proteins and full food items that are not fully digested that get into your bloodstream. That causes an autoimmune response. Your body literally attacks itself. That's where inflammation comes from. Um, if you ever you have fibromyalgia or lupus or Crohn's or IBS, any of these things, they all start with inflammation. It is an autoimmune response. It's autoimmune disease. You want to deal with autoimmune issues. You need to lower inflammation. You need to lower carbohydrates and you especially need to remove lectins. If you want to learn more about lectins, look up a book called The Plant Paradox. The Plant Paradox is fantastic. It's about as close as I get to my philosophy on all things nutrition. So look up The Plant Paradox. I'll put it in the, in the show notes here. Um, okay, can I scroll up? Yeah. My go-to energy source pre-workout has been some type of carb. If I plan to eat 10% carbs, best type of fuel pre-workout. The perfect paleo powder, pre-workout in strawberry, paleo friendly, bam. I suck at selling stuff. That was so sarcastic. Um, best paleo pre-workout, um, honestly, black coffee. If you don't want to buy my product, which I assure you uh, will change everything for you. If, you, if you've been taking pre-workout supplements, you're going to try mine. It's going to change your life. I can make you that guarantee, and we have a money-back guarantee. So uh, if you want samples, hit me up. We'll figure this out. Um, but up until I created a pre-workout, I literally just told people black coffee. That's the way to do it. Um, and it depends. You, you really don't need carbohydrates, especially if you're trying to lose fat. It's, I mean, I do a lot of workouts fasted. I, I will do intense, I'm talking 400 pound deadlifts with zero food in my system. So uh, it's, it's not that hard. You can get through it. You, you can perform the same way. Um, and, and it's going to give you incredible health benefits. Don't load up on carbohydrates before a workout. Don't do that. Don't do, if you do want to load carbs, do it on the back end. So if you were to work out fasted and deplete muscle glycogen, then boom, hit some carbs in like a 90 minute window after that workout, slam some carbs. That's the way to do it. If you're going to carb load, do it on the back end. Okay. Is beef that is labeled grass fed all good? Okay. Here's the problem. Um, the USDA did away with all grass fed labeling in 2015. There is no regulation for grass fed beef whatsoever in America. This is so disheartening. It drives me crazy. This should be illegal. Um, this is why I go to local farmers again, Tennessee grass fed. Um, Tiffany, you're here in Tennessee. So look up Tennessee grass fed. They're fantastic and they'll deliver to you. 
Um, it's really tough if you don't know the farmer. You, you really don't know what the hell's going on because it's the Wild West. They can label whatever they want. For example, don't buy free-range eggs. You can have a million chickens in a coop all on top of each other, shitting on each other's heads, and there's one little window that closes and shuts, and that opens for five minutes a day, and not a single chicken leaves that coop. You can call that free-range. Never get free-range poultry. Pasture-raised is the only thing you can do. Get pasture-raised, not free-range. This labeling stuff is insane. Um, I have an article called Grass-Fed Gimmicks, clovisculture.com slash blog. You can find my article on Grass-Fed Gimmicks. Let's see what else we got. What about alcohol? Okay, my favorite topic. Bam, this is my house, and I have a fully functioning bar behind me with just about everything you can want. There's more in the drawers. It's pretty cool. Now, I have paleo wine on that side of the room. Uh, dry Farm Wines, D-R-Y-W-I-N-E-F-A-R-M-S, dryfarmwines.com. Check them out. They ship paleo-friendly wines to your house at about 24 bucks a bottle. It's fantastic. I know the founder, Todd. Todd is amazing. Todd White, if you ever see this, hey, buddy, love you. Send me some wine. It'd be cool. Um, alcohol. So if you, if you don't want to do Dry Farm Wines, which is, you know, it's a delivery service and you can't just walk out to the store and get it. Very dry red wines. Um, I don't recommend anything under $10 because you're really going to be drinking mostly chemicals. The sweet spot seems to be about $16 to $24. Um, really dry red wines, Merlot, Cabernet, Malbec, those kinds of things, don't get sweet wines. The same goes for all alcohol. All distilled alcohol, unflavored distilled alcohol, is zero carbohydrate by default. Um, vodka, bourbon, 100% um, agave tequila is my my favorite is the only alcohol that you could make an argument is kind of healthy. It's really not, but it's the least harmful. 100% agave tequila. Um, only acceptable mixers, water and soda. That's it. So if you get 100% agave silver tequila, mix it with soda water and a lime. It's delicious. It's not sugary. It's not sweet. Get used to it. We're trying to change your life for the better. Um, so alcohol, again, all distilled liquors and really dry red wines. Uh, what else we have here? We have any other questions popping up before we call this thing? What about brown rice or jasmine rice? No, 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 no. This is a giant misconception. So uh, one thing that drives me nuts is, I don't know if you've ever done any research on centenarians. These are people who live to be over 100 years old, right? Um, so all these people around the world that they have the blue zones, people that live to be over 100. They, they all eat rice, they all eat rice. Asians, they all eat rice. Yeah, if you're Eastern European, you're not going to digest rice because you didn't evolve the same way. You're, it's, a, it's completely, your genetics are completely different. Now, that's one. Two, the most damaging part of rice is what's called the endosperm, I believe. Hmm, I think so. Something like that. The outer, the outer coating that makes the rice brown. So what do these Asians have in common where they say these people live to be 100 years old and they, they live on a diet of mostly rice? This is white rice. The, the wheat aspect of it, not the wheat, whatever, the, the, the hull, the husk, I can't remember what they call it, but the outer shell that makes it brown is stripped. That's why they eat white sticky rice. White rice is so much better for you than brown rice. Now, I don't recommend eating a lot of rice because it's incredibly high in carbohydrate and has almost no nutritional value, so there's really no reason to eat it. But the misconception of brown rice versus white rice, always go with white rice. Again, read the book, The Plant Paradox, that'll talk about this. All the lectins and gut damaging items are contained in the outer layers of those, those rice grains. Is LaCroix okay? Yeah, for sure. Um, LaCroix is okay, and if you're drinking at your house, we go back to alcohol, you're talking about tequila and LaCroix is, is delicious. Um, so yeah, that's totally fine. LaCroix is great. Um, another company, uh, a guy named, uh, uh, what's his name? 
I can't remember, but I met the founder of Zevia. Zevia is fantastic. Z e v i a. Check out Zevia. That's a uh, that's really tastes like straight up soda. Um, so it's much sweeter than Lacroix, um, but Lacroix is great. Uh, what about rice cauliflower? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, go for it. That's I would much prefer that you're eating rice cauliflower than you are eating actual rice. Just be careful with ingredients. Uh, Green Giant and all these guys. They they do a lot of these. There's so many vegetables out there. Just for fun, right? Next time you go to a grocery store, take a bag of vegetables and go, these are vegetables, this looks delicious. And especially if it has any kind of seasoning, start reading the ingredients on that shit. It will blow your mind what they put in bags of frozen vegetables. It's nuts. If you pick up vegetables, if you pick up a bag of broccoli and it doesn't say ingredients, broccoli, period, put it down and don't touch it because it's loaded with chemicals. It's really sketchy. So rice cauliflower, yes, I'd recommend you make it yourself or just check ingredients. Get used to checking ingredient labels because it's scary what they sneak into foods. It really is. Uh, most brands, pretty good about it. Rice, cauliflower, go for it. That's awesome. So we're 49 minutes into this thing. So we've done almost an hour of the first AMA. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, click the little like button. Click the, the happy face or click the heart button. That makes me really happy. Uh, share this, put it on your pages or whatever. Um, um, thank you, AMA. Again, I'm gonna do this at least once a week. Uh, maybe twice a week, depending on how many questions I get. Email justin at cloviscultureorg You can click on all the links, go like all our pages, share this, and <laughs> hi mom. That's my mom there. That was adorable, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you guys so much, this was awesome. So again, everything I touched on, I will put some links in what I'll call the show notes, basically just the comment sections. Um, we'll fill you in. We'll give you all the resources you could possibly need and hit me up directly. Let's talk. If you're having trouble with anything or you, you're really feeling overwhelmed, just give me a shout. I, I love working with people. Now, again, I'll probably tailor this to answer your questions during the AMA sessions. So, um, I'll try to schedule these. Uh, let me know what schedules work for you guys when you would like to see these and, uh, and we'll do more so I can answer as many questions as I can. So if you think it's cool that I'm doing this, Please support it. Please talk to your friends about it. Please send me enough questions that I can sustain this and keep doing it because I really, really want to. Uh, it makes me very, very happy. I've done a lot of things in my life and this is hands down the most fulfilling work I've ever done. So I love you guys. Oh, I got a good thing.